not only from us to you, but from us to us, that love would permeate the building of the church. And God, today we acknowledge we're coming back. Maybe some of us have been miles away and the journey's been long to get back. And it's not about coming back to a building. It's just about coming back to the Father. And the Father would say to you today, welcome home, son or daughter. Welcome home. You're back to where the life sources, to where real meaning and purpose is. No matter what you've done on the journey, it's in the past if you turn and just ask me to forgive, it's done. And you come straight back into the fullness of the glory. And so just ask. And if you've just been slightly, maybe just slightly just off, just ask the Father to forgive you. For me, it's been in the way I think, in the way that I think that this whole thing is to be done. I've had to come, and I'll share maybe a bit later, just had to come to a place sight and realising, you know what, that I didn't quite have it as I thought I had it. And when the Spirit illuminates more, I guess you have a choice to make. You either yield to that or you block it. And we shared last week that it's so important that our heart is soft and our heart is one of humility not thinking that we have everything worked out in a nice little box because God's into destroying boxes. And for too long, I've tried to put God in my box. For too long. And so, Father, today I come back to you and I say, Lord, I'm sorry and forgive me. And I pray, God, you just help me to see the depth of your kingdom, the riches that is for everybody. There are no special people, God. It's for everybody. You've hidden stuff for us, not from us. And help us to get comfortable with that as your church. Help us to get comfortable that your word actually says that you have concealed things, that you have hidden things. It's not that anyone would be on the outside, Father. It's that everyone would be on the inside because you've hidden it for us, not from us. But we we must be on a road of intimacy to be able to find and discover like the man who found a pearl. He found this incredible thing in a field because he was searching for it. And you say to me, you say to us in your word, you say, I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been refined in the fire. There is gold, my people, God would say today, that is found in the trials, in the tribulations, in the fires of life that we go through. There is gold that you cannot find 
outside of the fire. And it is for us all the greater depths of this kingdom reality. You know, we sang a song, I believe, I'm not going to live by what I feel and I'm not going to live by what I see. If you really, really mean what you've just sung, then I know for me something has to change. Something has to change. If I'm not going to live by what I feel and then what I can see today, but I'm going to live by faith, which means I'm going to walk into unknown territories. I'm going to walk into unknown zones because my mind can't conceive what God has for me and I have to enter it through the Spirit of God and trust in God and trust in others and walk together that I may see and find the goal that is hidden for me. And Jesus invited His disciples to come on a journey of the unknown but it would go from unknown to known. And it's a continuous learning process journey that God invites us all on. There is more. The Holy Spirit said, I will lead you into all truth. All truth. We do not know it right now and probably will never know it. The depth, the width, the breadth, the height of His kingdom. I was reading in Ephesians and Paul uses the word unfathomable. It's unfathomable, the riches. It's too big for us to comprehend in our logical human thinking. Hence, God gives us the Holy Spirit as a deposit that we can perceive and receive and walk in the Spirit into the full riches of inheritance for us all. Someone needs to hear it. A number, it's for us all. Tess came this morning and shared a word. God had woken her up. She said she was had a, my words, not yours, Tess, but was having a bit of a fight with God and God aligned her attitude. She was saying, no, no, this is wrong. He said, no, no, it's all right. And she talked about the talents. And she was thinking, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. And God said, you are good enough, you have enough, and run with what I've given you. If you have one, run with the one. Don't look for the one with the five and want five, run with the one. If you have five, run with five. It's for all of us together, walking forward together. And the church, I needed and still need to come to that reality. Through the eyes of my heart being renewed, transformed through the Spirit. We are all invited to it. But reality has to shift. Our reality has to shift today for some of you. It does. It has to move from what you've currently thought or seen. I'm not saying you throw everything out, but our reality today needs to move and the way we think. Because the Bible says repent. It means to change the way you think. Not just get right, change the way your mind thinks. Because the kingdom, listen to this, repent, change the way you think because the kingdom has arrived. It's right here. It's not there, it's here. 
But you need to change the way this thinks to understand that it's here and it's coming through me. We're singing these phenomenal songs about I can do all things through Christ. It's not me, it's Christ in me. But I need to position and posture for that to be my reality. The church is called to bring the kingdom from here to earth. And Johnny spoke last week about a gap that exists between the Bible's reality and what God says and our reality. And he said, don't look at the gap and get depressed. Don't look at the gap and beat yourself up. He said, acknowledge the gap is real and then enter a process through renewing your thinking to close the gap. No matter how far wide or narrow it might be for you today, I really want us to listen so intently today and and go back and listen to last week because there is gold that God is speaking right now for us to capture. It is gold. If you will meditate and allow it to permeate your thinking, it will transform you. It will. And the role of the church is to same purpose Adam was given, to rule over, to rule over this earth in a spiritual context and bring this dimension that is real, that Jesus said, I'm established, it's here, it's come with me. You just need to know who you are so you can live in it and the keys I've given so you can unlock it. But it doesn't come for the human, logical, reasoning mind. It comes through the Spirit, which then brings revelation through the Spirit, which means the mind can now start to understand it intellectually and put it into action and then see it unfold. It cannot just stay at, I've got it, It has to come out of you. It has to unfold. It has to change scenarios and situations. And as you heard this morning, evangelism is the articulation of the gospel message. All these other things we do, serving people, loving people, is great. But evangelism is actually the articulate of the message. Why? Because the message has power in it. The Bible says it's the seed that has power to shift someone's reality. Hence, when you preach it at people, if they are positioned and we've been praying, it boom, hits. And that was the realest, probably, conversion I've seen in a long time to follow someone. And I saw eyes weeping in the congregation. People came up to me and said, I'm crying. There was something in that. It was real. It was powerful. Because God turned up in the fullness of power. Because when you articulate that, it has power it contains substance which moves that's the word of God amen some of you look at me like what on earth is this guy talking about that's okay that really is okay because sight comes as we journey together it's for us all and the reality is God has given specific gifts to be able to hear and see things and journey together that everyone would finish well. Have you thought about finishing? I said last week, God has a picture. You can sit down if you want. If you can stand up, I don't care. But God has a picture of what the church must look like, will come to. You know, He has a picture of what you can do through Him. He says, Steve, go and heal the sick. Preach the gospel. 
you will see bonds and things broken over people. Vera, the Spirit, she came this morning, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bring recovery of sight for the blind, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. You know what that is? That is the will of God for us. What's the will of God? I said this last Sunday, what is the will of God? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are to be vessels, we are to be ambassadors who literally bring heaven through us to earth. That makes absolutely no sense to my human thinking. None at all. What are you talking about? But when I get the revelation, John 3, 27 says, No man can receive anything that is not brought from heaven. You can think you get it. It's the difference between thinking and actually knowing and then living in it. That's when you know real kingdom has invaded your space. When it actually is literally life that is changing you and forming you into the very thing this talks about. If it's not that, then at the moment it's still sort of somewhere stuck in the knowledge category, trying to work its way out through revelation. Because the Word of God says it's living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts uh, spirit, soul and spirit. It divides the marrow and the bone. And it judges every thought and every attitude to transform a person into Him. If it's not living and active, then you're missing the revelation of it got to be revealed to the spirit of man which means it's food man cannot live on bread alone but every other food the word of god that's not just a couple of scriptures that's a start no it's actually getting a revelation that leads you into a divine encounter with jesus and you look different you talk different the things that you are struggling with you know what they start to fall off you because the power encounter you've had is transforming you What's our vision? Transforming lives by giving ourselves. Just focus on the transforming. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your... So there's got to be a transformational process of our thinking that goes from the world that we've all been in and come out of into the kingdom. And in between here is you're invited, and I said last week, to die to yourself. The way you think, the patterns of your life, the way you've always done things, you've hanging on to stuff. You know, this last, since March has been, God has messed me up so much. Get your hands off it. Get your hands off it. You want to do it, you want me to do it. Because if I'm building it, it's going to look like this. And my people will come to this. So I need today to ask you to forgive me. Not being able to see. And not walking in in an accuracy that I could see some things. Which were going to release you to be the very thing that this Bible speaks about. And the reality is, we're all guilty. But today I want to ask you to forgive me. Thanks. 
Father, I help us. Help us, Lord, to come back to the heart of worship. Help me, Lord, to walk in such a way that my flesh continues to die and the spirit that lives within me would rise so peace, joy, patience, gentleness, kindness would inherit your kingdom. Because your word tells me, Lord, that idolatry and adultery and fornication and liars and gossipers and drunkenness do not inherit your kingdom. And I want to be someone, Lord, that enters, sees and inherits this reality that exists on earth that Jesus brought but that I've been struggling to sort of enter into or partake of or partially do it because of a lack of sight. And Father, today I bow my knee and say, I will walk with you with humility of heart to just like a child to posture myself and say, you know what, God, thank you for the great revelations you've given me to this point. But I want more and I want to see more and help me that I would be transformed in my mind by the revelation of your spirit to walk in an accuracy that reflects your son, Jesus. Because your word says that we are going from glory to glory to glory and that the kingdom is always advancing to those who grab hold of it. Which means the problem is not with you, Father, but with me. You love me created an environment that I can only go up and you've invited me to walk and climb a mountain to sit at 29,000 feet with the gifting you've given me, if that's one that's two, five and to operate in my lane and I pray as we journey forward Lord that the body of Christ would start to understand what that really means Help us to understand that we are a body, not of individuals, but a body that is a walk into dependent of one another, that without one another we will not finish the race well. I need these people, my eldership, my, my staff, they need me, we need each other to walk in a way that we would all reach the prize and the goal. And Father, I speak against the spirit of independence that is in this nation, Lord, that wants to do it on its own, Lord, because we learn on our feelings or the things we cannot see. And I pray today, God, that we as the rock, Lord, would make a commitment to walk this thing together. But with humility of heart, to say, you know what, let's all start again and learn what you're trying to show us. That your word says you've hidden to the learned and the wise, but that you would reveal to children and your word even says, I'm pleased the way that you've set that up. And so, Lord, if we don't understand today, I pray we would petition, go after you to gain understanding. We wouldn't just leave it in the, well, what's that all about? I don't know. That would be enough to go, God, what was that about? And if we are understanding at a greater level, I pray it fuels us more. to inherit more and to see many lives changed and many people come into kingdom reality that 
Father, we sing about. But Lord, my heart is it would be my reality at a much, much greater level. In Jesus' name. How great is he? He's unfathomably great. And um, I'll whip through some of this this morning. I, I'm just going to share, you know, more and more I don't really want to preach. I, what I mean by that is I'll probably get excited and just want to share thoughts, want to share concepts, want to just try and help us have these veils that possibly are our, on our eyes removed. I shared last week that Peter had a veil that he didn't even know was there. And so there's a great man, the Apostle Peter, who was filled, baptised with the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, saw thousands come to Christ. He had a veil. We may have a veil as well. And we may not know it. Because he didn't know it until a revelation from heaven came. So ask the question, God, am I not seeing as I'm supposed to see? Am I not hearing as I'm supposed to be hearing? Because the disciples were part of a supernatural miracle of feeding about 22,000 people. And when Jesus got them in the boat and said, you need to be careful of the leaven or the leaven of the Pharisees, which is the thinking, the mindsets of these people, they thought he was talking about bread. Why? Because they didn't yet have the revelation. He was saying, do you see what just happened? Did you see what you're supposed to be part of? Did you see that you can actually take resource in the natural, submit it into the kingdom and feed 22,000 people? They couldn't see that because he's trying to... Jesus always comes and gets you, wants to see, get you to see things and learn from the experience that you would move into another realm. Not just stop going, wow, that was a cool trick or that was a cool miracle but to embrace more that you actually have to live in this mode, this operation mode, where you actually are becoming like him, speaking words from heaven, which have real power and authority. Why? Because it's God speaking through you. You've heard the word for this particular situation, not just your own regurgitator word, his word, and his word contains power. When it's attached with faith, and you proclaim it and speak it, you see it open up somebody's life. That's the accuracy that we are to come with, knowing who we are in Him. And so when Jesus said, my word is living, it's active, what was He saying? It actually shifts and moves things. It changes environments. It changes people's lives. Paul said, this isn't about words, but this is about power. Now, I hope you can hear what I'm saying. It's not about, well, no, it is about words, but these words are attached with life and spirit, and they bring power. So there can be words that we say that really don't make any difference to anybody because maybe they don't have life and power attached to them because maybe we're not thinking in a way we need to or positioning ourselves in a way that we can clearly hear from the Father because Jesus could not do anything his Father didn't tell him to do. Could he? That's why when Jesus came to earth, he came to earth what one man could do because Jesus came in the form, yes, he was fully God, fully man. But when he performed his, his miracles, he was a man. 
submitted to the Father, filled with the Holy Spirit. He came to model for us what one man can do or woman can do, fully submitted, filled with the Holy Spirit, wholehearted what one person could do. Because God could have healed everybody. God could have saved everybody in a heartbeat, couldn't he? And if the media were at the, the pool of Bethsaida today, or we were there, or the church was there, we would have gone, look at everyone he didn't heal, but he healed this one man. It was never about healing everybody. It was about showing us, modelling us what one man can do who submitted, filled with the Holy Spirit, because God spoke and said, it's that man. That's the man that I want you to heal. And then when he walked up, said a thing, bang, kingdom came, reality shifted, the man walked. Everyone else was still lying there afflicted. It was never about healing everybody. We've got to be in tune, positioning in a way that we can hear and respond to the Father by faith. Do you realize that is a narrow pathway? That just doesn't mean, well, guess what? Everybody's going to hear the gospel today or everybody's going to get prayed for maybe or everybody, everybody. And here's the tension. God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Then he says, but on this side, I can only do what my father tells me to do. So yes, we've got to go into all the world, but you better be able to hear what the, who the father's telling you to do it to. If you want kingdom of heaven to hit reality and transformation. Does that make sense? That's how accurate the church needs to walk. It's not willy-nilly, let's give it all a go. No. You've got to be able to sit with the Father. I might sit on my microphone. And meditate. And marinate. And go, God, I've got this person at work. Give me the word that unlocks this person's heart. What is the word of prophetic word or whatever that is? It might be inviting them over for a coffee. What is it you want me to do? And you get that and then you obey it. But you've got to fight in the spirit to be able to get to this point where you let go of everything else and sit. And that's the challenge for us today, for me today, is to walk in a way that it's his priority, not mine. But God, I want to do all these things. I've got this, 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 and this. He goes, yep. Would you sit with me? Would you seek my kingdom through intimacy? And I'll reveal things. I'll bring revelation into your heart which will shift and move you because we are this very thing. If you can capture this one thing, it'll radically change you. It's like breathing. You don't do church, you are it. And the Bible says the church preaches the gospel. The Bible says the church disciples one another. The Bible says the church prays. Now, I don't want to make anyone feel guilty, but I hope you're convicted. If we're not doing those things, then are we the church? Or are we part of some religious institution that we've always been part of? Because it's literally to be living and active that you actually, it's, it's a natural part of who you are. So if you've studied about evangelism or studied about discipleship or studied about the Word of God and we're not actively in it, living, it's changing us, then we are trapped here 
Because it has to. If it's real, it will come forth. That's the whole purpose of it, is to change you. You know, you can't say, I know about it and not do it. If you know about it, you end up doing it. So there is a knowing and a knowing, isn't there? The truth will, those that know the truth will be set free by it. So if I know it, I'm set free by it. If I know it, I'm no longer struggling with worry, anxiety, lack of. Now hear me, there is a process. But are we on the process? Where you can go, you know what, out of five things that, out of my past that my father never did this and my mother never did this or I was abused at that, out of maybe, let's say five things, you know, over a process of time, you're now looking at three. And then you're looking at two. And then you're looking at, because you're living in a way of accuracy where the Spirit comes and cuts. And I've said this before. Well, God doesn't save you from, He walks you through. Hence, I counsel you to buy from me Gold, refined in the fire. A lot of us run away when anything comes that is countercultural to the way we feel. I'm out of here, Jack. And that might be the very thing that God says, walk through the fire. Because as you walk through the fire, and yes, it hurts, and yes, it pulls, and yes, it hits your feelings, and oh, you cry a lot. But as you walk through this fire, you start learning, seeing, receiving things in the Spirit that you can never do if you walk the other way. Trust me, my experience. My marriage almost destroyed me. And I had a choice, my (laughs) ex-marriage. Get that out there. It almost destroyed me. I had a choice. Do I go to England and party up with my young brother and forget about everything? Or do I walk through the fire of the pain and the hurt and coming, you know, going, yes, I've done wrong and admitting fault and blah, blah, blah. And I chose that. And guess what I found? Gold. Revelation of sight that has transformed me and is still today. Who are the three guys that walk through the fire? Who was with them? You know what? You know what they did? You know what they did well? Is that they entered the fire. They walked through the fire. God was with them and they walked out the fire. Learning, perceiving. Imagine what they received and all that. Hold on, guys. Was that really fire? It ain't just a nice book, it's truth. We just went into fire and we've walked out of it and we're still alive. And it says that the Nebuchadnezzar saw there was someone in there with them. I thought we threw three in. There's someone else in there. And they didn't come out stinking of the fire. Which means you've got to enter it, learn, get your gold, finish, walk through it. If you stay in your fire, what's going to happen? You're going to burn. You're going to get resentful, bitterness. And you never come out. And some, well, you come out and you come, here's the other thing, you come out but you stink of the fire. Because you haven't learnt the lesson you're supposed to learn in the fire. And you have no gold, you just have some ash.
Paul's words, he says things like rejoice in suffering. He says things like, I consider it an honour to be persecuted by others that you would receive what God has shown me. That's not logical from a human perspective, is it? The man had something on the inside of him that was so big that it catapulted him to live a kind of lifestyle that totally messes with the way the world teaches you to live. He embraced things that the flesh says run from, but the spirit says embrace and learn. Because there is something about pain that's a megaphone to heaven that gets the response of heaven and God comes screaming back at you and you meet him in a way that you never ever have dreamed was possible. That's truth. Why? Because I've walked in it three times and had an encounter, a physical, tangible encounter with God which actually changed me into more of his image. Man can only receive what is revealed to him from heaven via the Spirit. Something that's supernatural. I don't know where I'm up to. <laughs> Anything short of what I've just said is we have form, but we have no power. We have a form, can look external, but there's actually no transaction of what happened when these men and women did some things. Hence, never been about the external. It's all about what's going on in the heart. And I said last week, the kingdom of God is a heart issue because the kingdom of God lives in your heart. And so the church is to have real power. Real power. See, is, is Ephesians 3.20 just a nice scripture that says, Now to him who is able to do, according to all the, you know, the power that is within us, that we can think or imagine, according to what's able to do according to this power that lives within us that raised him from the dead. How do you read that and go, what? How do you, how do you go, what? Do you, what? How does, this is me, you're talking about Greg Simner. He goes, yep, because I'm born again, spirit-filled. Now to him, who is able to do far more abundantly, he's talking about God, beyond all that we can ask or think. God can do more than what we can currently ask him of or think he can do today. According to the power that is at work within us. So there is a genuine power at work within us. And I want to read Romans 12, 2 to you again. And it's about renewing the mind because my message is renewing the mind unlocks the kingdom. It's the renewing of the mind that unlocks kingdom reality. Romans 12, verses 2. And do not be conformed to this world. In IV says patterns of the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
Everyone say, renewing of my mind. Okay, now here are the powerful words after this. So that you may prove what the will of God is. Oh, I must have read that wrong. (laughs) So that I may prove what the will of God is. What's the will of God? Heaven bringing to earth. I am to prove that is a reality to a world because my mind is renewed. When my mind is renewed, I actually live a kind of lifestyle that proves the will of God, which is heaven coming to earth. I'm used to bring healing. I'm used to bring restoration. I'm healed. I'm sorry, I'm healed. I'm used to bring prophetic insight. I'm used through dreams and visions to speak forth life and see people's lives changed. How? Through the renewing of my mind. I'm excited by that reality. I'm challenged by that reality because it's not my full reality today. So I'm looking at my gap and going, okay, I know I've done a bit of that, but there's more. I could be doing more. I could be spending more time with you. It's got to come from love. It's not religious, it's love because I love him. Okay? And I can prove the will of God that is good and acceptable and perfect. That's the challenge for the church today. Is one to be able to believe it, think it, enter it, and then see it unfold in your life. And we have been given the Holy Spirit, which is God in us, this incredible life-giving spirit-led book for that to become our reality. And as a community, doing it together. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Our mission as God's people is to be used as a gateway or a vessel to bring the realities of heaven into the realities of earth. And the only way we can operate in this way is to have our minds renewed by the Spirit. So we start by being and living from a kingdom perspective. This is the same commission he gave to Adam to rule over. And what happened was when they sinned, authority was given back to the enemy. The enemy has dominion. Jesus came, died on a cross, was resurrected, took the keys back off the enemy and gave it to the church. Simple. And we are to bring dominion from a spiritual context here to the earth to see it transformed because what's in heaven is to come to earth. Peace, joy, love, no sickness. Anyone up for that through just logical thinking? It's got to come through revelation of the Holy Spirit and the Bible teaches that. Now here's the challenge for the church because you have two extremes. One, you have the people that live in, let's just say, not the mind. Okay, Whenever I say the mind, now I'm talking about... Okay, I'm going to talk about the renewed mind, okay? So you have these people over here that are just, it's all about the spirit, it's all about emotionalism, it's all about how you feel, yabba da da, singing around, doing all the things. You have that camp, and you have this camp over here where it's all about the mind, and we've elevated the mind beyond where it's ever supposed to have gone. And so these people look at those people and go, wacko weirdo, not going anywhere near them, they're all deceived. 
But we've elevated this so far up that anything we don't understand in the mind, we don't journey towards. Got me? And these people are just as deceived as those people. This is right where to be. Spirit, renewing of the mind, brings revelation. Out you pop, intellectually understanding that from a spiritual point of view. And so when you speak, hear, move, action. Not just regurgitated information that doesn't move anybody. So if you sat under evangelism and teach discipleship all your life in here and you're not quite doing it, there's something missing. <laughs> I need a water. And my heart is that we would journey in such a way that you guys, and I do too, are true representatives of what this book says. Because we're all called to be it. And there is a prize and there is an inheritance for the church. God doesn't want anybody missing out on this stuff. He wants us all to be part of it. But the reality is it won't just sort of come. You've got to go after it. You've got to, you know, you've got to perceive it. You've got to pray. You've got to, this isn't my reality, but I want it to be God. It's that sort of stuff, okay? It's just, like I said, it's just can't, it won't just come to you on a plate. God even says that. It's not just going to arrive and go, oh, thanks very much. Just can't, oh, John 5, 39. I'll just make this point. Um, John 5, 39. This is the words of Jesus. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. And you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. So he's saying to these religious people, you search the scriptures Because you think just through the Scriptures is where it's at. But the Scriptures are to lead you to an encounter with me where the Scriptures would become living that would bring life, that you would see another reality. And we can study the Scriptures and never arrive at that point because the mind isn't being renewed and transformed. We're still living in the old pattern of the world. We haven't let go of that way of thinking, coming to go, you know what? In this new realm, I really don't know anything. I'm about to start living again. When I came through these doors, it was bizarre. You leave one world and you walk in and literally I should have left that world there in the thinking and gone, wow, this is all new. What's all this about? But I didn't. I walk in not realizing some things. I bring all that thinking in and I try and apply all that thinking in. But he says, this is not of this world. We looked at that last week. It's a whole different way. So I needed to relearn everything. I needed to go back to school, the school of the kingdom, to figure out how it all worked before I can really go forward. And the challenge is you go forward and you have to learn it on the way. So it's all a bit of a mishmash at times. Walking in the Spirit, perceiving in the Spirit. And this is what Jesus is saying here. 
The scriptures are, are to lead us into a greater revelation. This is not what Jesus is saying, this is what I'm saying. <clears throat> scriptures are to lead us into a greater revelation, a greater depth of who Jesus is, and this revelation brings life, life which transforms you. I was in just quiet time this morning, you know, and I put on that song, Worthy. And it says, How can I not sing? How can I not sing? Glory to the one who rescued me. The guy's saying, from understanding what you've done, how can I not sing? If you get, this is what I'm trying to make a point, I'm going to emphasize it, when you get the life on it, he's saying, I have to sing. It's got to come forth. If it doesn't, I'm living in a form of it, but I don't have the revelation of it. Renewal comes as revelation leads us into a new experience with God. The revelation of truth is to move us into the experience mode. Only when we start to live in the experience of the truth are we experience the fullness of what God has for us. You can know something intellectually, and not actually know it at all. And this is the trap for the church today because we love knowledge. Knowledge makes us feel powerful and in control and we have to be so careful that knowledge doesn't become an idol in our lives because there is knowledge and then there is true biblical knowledge which is life transforming. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 3 says, the letter kills but the Spirit gives life. The Spirit through revelation illuminates truth or brings truth to life. So the knowledge that is learnt leads us into a new experience with God through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Can I encourage us to get the CD, get on the web and listen to some of these things and meditate on some of these things? Because you're not going to catch it all in one thing. Some of us are still back here on something I said, probably going, I don't believe that. Some of us are hearing this, okay? We don't have faith because we understand. We understand because we have faith. You never start the perspective of trying to understand this thing in the human. You can't. So you enter it by faith. How many people understood how God created everything? Anybody? Anybody got a theory on that one? So we believe it, we understand that happened, the Bible says, by faith. That's the starting point. Understanding is not required for obedience, faith is. Let me read that again. Understanding is not required for obedience, it's faith. Miracles aren't the issue. Obedience, isn't it? And be obedient in faith. I believe this is what you're saying and I want to move into that realm. That's the challenge. Biblical learning takes place in the spirit first and as we obey the spirit of God, our spirit communicates it to our minds so we intellectually understand. If we don't get this, we will be like the natural man who doesn't accept the things of the spirit. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians to you. Now hear what I'm saying. I am a man of the mind, the renewed mind. 
spirit and mind go together, but it's the renewed mind through the spirit. Okay? Listen to what 1 Corinthians 2, 12 and 14 says. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man or woman does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him or her, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. And I shared last week about Nicodemus, and I said he comes, and Jesus said, you must be born again to see the kingdom. He's like, I've got to go back into my mother's womb. I'm six foot. How's that going to work? Jesus says, no, 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 no. You're not getting it the disciples in the boat. You're not getting it. You're not seeing. It's got to come through the Spirit. It has to. It's how God has designed it. And it's for us all. So how do we renew the mind? I'll give you three things. Anyone in a hurry? <laughs> Here's three things. We must be able to see our need for repentance and ask God to forgive us for our old ways. I'm not just talking about, I'm not really talking about, you know, I was sinning here or I was sinning here. That's part of it. But as I said before, repentance means change the way you think and come before God and go, maybe I've got some things that are right and maybe there's some things that you want to show me. And currently the way I'm thinking in an alignment to this kingdom, maybe it's not quite right. Maybe I've thought this was right, but it's not actually quite accurate. We must be able to see from God's reality. We must be able to have divine perspective on what he's trying to do through the church, for the church to be fully the church. See, the same word transformation, and Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration, with Peter, James and John and he is transformed into his glory. It's the same word there that's used in Romans 12 verse 2. And Jesus is in another reality than what he was, isn't he? He's in his glory. He's showing them another reality to what they saw him before they went on the mount. Does this make sense to you? It's another dimension that he's revealing to his disciples. We must change the way we think if we are to see and experience kingdom reality. I'm sure that's why 2 Chronicles 7 talks about if my people would repent, change the way you think because my kingdom just arrived. It's now and it's in the future, but it's now, it's today. Jesus said, you guys say four months more. I say the harvest is ripe today. we're always waiting for something I'll get round to it it's today God says if my people would turn back to me repent and pray I will heal their land if my people can think correctly and accurately my kingdom will be released through them which will bring healing to Aotearoa The 
the glory of God will shine through his church. The presence of God will fill the earth through the body of Christ. We're called to rule over in a spiritual, not a governmental one, a spiritual dimension. Love, peace, joy, seeing, healing, transformation. Second thing, ask the Father for revelation via the Spirit. I bang that, John 3.27, a man can receive nothing unless he has been given him, given him from heaven. We will know if we have received this type of revelation which brings life because there will be new life and growth and change on the inside which is transforming us. There will be a freshness to it and it will be better than anything you could have thought up yourself. And it will be so much bigger than what you can actually accomplish. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yes, you can change the way you think. Spirit-led power of God in you, you can. That's what he's trying to get through. You know, I was just thinking during the week when we, we baptised and I bat, uh, we baptised Malcolm and Sharice. And um, Mal's mum read out 1 Corinthians 13, which is the passage on love. Now, it's all tied into the, you know, how we're to use the gifts in love. But we use that at weddings and we talk about this incredible love, the love of God. And as she was sharing this, what hit me was, I thought, who wrote this? It was Paul. Who was Paul? Well, he was the greatest persecutor of the church who knew a whole lot of stuff about the law and was killing the very people that God was starting to use to build his kingdom. How does a man like that write about love like that? Did he just decide, oh, you know, I've got a good idea, I'll write some things down? Or did something happen to him that turned him around so much that he now starts writing about love that he had no idea about here because of a revelation of the Father and now God is writing through this man. That is the level of revelation God wants to bring for the church to come alive. It's so big, guys. I'm looking at this. How does this... mm, Because he encountered Jesus. Not just the scripture. Jesus broke into his world. And now the man was transformed through the renewing and now he takes this information that he had and he writes about it where it brings life and power and energy. Different guy. How different are you today from meeting Jesus than you were last year, two years ago, five years ago? How different are we? I cannot, I have to sing from what he did for me. I forever change, the Bible says. Well, are we? Or are we in a form of this thing called Christianity? The reality is, you know, we're really not bringing anything to anybody, not even ourselves. And we have to walk in an accuracy to truth that you would look like internally and externally like the Christ. You are not him but you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit. You have the, we have the living Word of God. 
knowing who we are, speaking that forth and seeing transformation come heaven to earth, which is the will of God. Jeremiah 33 basically says, if you scream to me, call to me, I'll just quickly read this because the words are really powerful. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. This is God speaking. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. The word mighty in the Old Testament is similar to the New Testament word mystery. Jesus said, I have made known to you the mysteries of the kingdom. Once again, for us, not from us. It's a picture of something that is unattainable, out of reach, hidden for some, but for others who have been given access, it is fully attainable and discoverable through the Spirit-led process. Do you understand that? It's for you, through the Spirit. The word call to me means to cry out. It literally means to scream out to God with a loud voice from the depths of who you are, the depth part of your spirit to his. And I believe the opening of this heart determines the level of revelation we will receive. And I speak from experience because you know three times I've screamed and God has come. And a revelation of Jesus Christ has come which has brought life. The third thing is to complete the renewing of the mind. The revelation is to become our reality. The revelation outworks itself to our reality. We must come to a place where we are actively living in the revelation we carry. The great tragedy is that if you don't move into experience, the knowledge that you have acquired remains locked in your mind, so you think it's active in your life there's not much point knowing we have to share the gospel or heal the sick reaching the poor entering and inheriting the kingdom if we never do it we say things like the other people in the room need to hear that even though we've done nothing about it hearing without doing has you locked in a form without power James says you know it's he says be a be a doer of the word. But you need to be able to do from having a revelation where this life source is transforming you. Not just doing it out of guilt. Not just doing it out of because someone tells me I have to do it. It's because you're doing it because you love the Father, you're in tune with the Father, He's speaking to you and you obey His voice in accuracy to what He asks you to do. And we see life-changing transformation happen. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. That could be good for some of us. (laughs) But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, is the man will be blessed in what he does. Five, two, one, talents, kingdom of heaven, talking about. They're all slaves. They're the same slave to the same master. There's not two and one is different. Three slaves, talents, five, two, one. God gives, the master comes back. 
there's an expectation. Go read that whole passage. It's talking to the church. Read the whole passage. Ask yourself some questions. Our reality, guys, is to bring heaven to earth through a renewed mind. How do you renew the mind? Asking him to forgive you. I did. Did today again. Help me see. Help me perceive. You show me these things. I'm building my life on these things. Absolutely. Foundations. What else is there? What else is there? It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of King to discover what they are. Ask me, Father, show me revelation. And then God, through that revelation, it catapults me. I must put that revelation into action so it becomes my experience. And the completion of the renewing of the mind is when we experience the reality and we see the tangible thing in front of us. Someone going, I had this, I got healed. It's not just a good story. It's reality. And I was in the cafe putting this together. God said to me, he said, I want you to call my people to repent. I'm like, what does that mean? He said, I actually want you to model it and I want you to call my people to repent for incorrect thinking. Trying to do things our way. If you feel convicted today on a sense of, you know, you might be struggling, I'm not really talking about sin issues in the sense of, you know, I'm living out of this or I'm doing that or I'm continuing to gossip. I'm talking about the way we think. The way we are trying to do it our own way, holding on to things, trying to make everything happen. And you feel today that the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I want you to repent. I invite you to come forward and stand with me because I'm going to repent. I'm also going to sing the song coming back to the heart of worship. And I'll sing, as I start singing, if you feel led to come forward and just kneel, you can ask God to forgive you and we'll see where we go. I'll probably just stop halfway through the song and then pray together. Maybe I'll just pray over us. But there's something about acknowledging to our Heavenly Father you know what, I maybe haven't got it quite right. And then in a heartbeat, God brings you back into alignment. Like that. He's not a God that goes, you know what, that's cool, and I'm going to make you hang around here and suffer. He says, you acknowledge, you come straight back before my throne. Throne of grace. So I'll leave that with you and you feel led and please only do it if you feel the Holy Spirit is leading you you know, God is such a gracious Father and man, his love is so unfathomable. That when we kneel and come back, you open up 
the gateway of your heart and say, come and fill me.